from Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to the Ticket Weeknights. Featuring former Nebraska basketball player Terrence Badgett. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into Uptown with number 43. I'm Big Sky. He's Terrence Patch. So you want to talk about this Lakers? What, what, so they lost the game, the Clippers. So what? Well, I was going to ask. I had I had, I had a bit of a lead in. But then they beat Boston. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, go ahead. But how, as a Lakers fan, are you processing the fact that until at least the next time the Clippers and Lakers face off, you're the second best team in in LA. No problem. Been number four. Been number four. And then, you're, 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 and then end up being the best team in LA. You don't remember that? That was two years ago. Okay, but we're talking about we're talking about now, Badge. I live in the now. So it, it, it's still the best team. You're talking about the Clippers being best team by ranking. I'm talking about L.A. being the best team because they're L.A. They're the Lakers. I mean, you know, they lost. Okay. You know, that's fine the dandy. They didn't just lose. They lost, giving up 19 points to Luke Kennard off the bench. Right. Okay. Well, Luke, he had his, that was his day. That was his day. Luke. Congratulations, Luke. Won't happen again. So had six players scoring double figures for the Clippers. Hey, it happens. It happens. It happens. And now the Lakers sit at thirteen and twelve on the season. Yeah. And I would say that any Lakers fan would tell you that's not where they expected them to be. No, but at the end of the day, if you win a championship and you thirteen and twelve in December, you win a championship. They ain't gonna remember the thirteen and twelve in December, but they will remember the championship. Do you do you honestly feel that <laughs> yes. this team yes is capable yes of winning a championship yes what what about this this uh, this Lakers squad gives you any confidence that they're it's just hey, it's just right now they're just not gelling you know there are a lot of new new faces on here a lot of people haven't played together they haven't found the right combinations you know people haven't found their roles yet. But it will happen. It will. You very specifically said during the break that you hope that they don't trade Russell Westbrook. I, I think it'd be dumb to trade Russell because it's not Russell's fault, and I think people was making it out to be Russell's fault because I think a lot of team, a lot of teams want Russell on their team because Russell could help any team, and I think he's going to be beneficial to us on down the stretch, especially with his. High energy and athleticism as far as us having older players that could be injury prone and things like that. Russell will be excellent down the stretch. They just haven't utilized him the way he needs to be utilized yet. But at the end of the day, he's going to be one of the key factors in us repeating or winning another championship. Uh, So if it's not Russell Westbrook, 
No. What is the issue that's – is it just purely a chemistry fit? There it is. It's purely, it's purely chemistry and it's purely – it's not the coach's fault. It's just chemistry. It's just chemistry, you know. I think sometimes they're too nice. You know, sometimes they're too selfish. So it's just finding out, it's spending time with each other, you know, continue to work through the adversity, you know, and this, you know, thinking positive and not giving up. Uh, you played on a number of different teams. Mm-hmm. So you've been in that process of building chemistry with guys a number of times. What, yes. what, what is it? Is it practicing hard together or is it, is it hanging out off the court outside of the arena? What, what builds that chemistry on a team? All the above, all the above. Realizing that, you know, whatever you're saying to the next person is not personal. It's just to help them get better. Uh, spending time with them off the court to get to understand and learn who they are as a person. And just realizing that without us or without a team, then there's no us. And so, you know, and them being professionals, they will. They'll figure it out. And, you know, they'll, they'll really start enjoying basketball when they do. Certainly, there's there's always a chance that it doesn't work out, that they never get the chemistry quite right. Have you ever been on a team where it just never seemed like everything fit into place? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, you, everything's not perfect, you know, but you continue to work at it, then you get a part of the team or you get a, a team that wants to grow and um, or that team improves and do great things. But, yes, I have been on a part of a team where – you know, a couple years or three or four years, it just didn't it feel like we didn't have a chance. But at the end of the day, hard work never goes unnoticed. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, hard work, I mean, things like that is not given, it's earned. So you have to just earn it, you know. And I think when you earn those kind of things, you earn and have an understanding about who you are and how strong you are and how better you you are than what you thought you was. Now I've been critical of LeBron James in the past. We mm-hmm. went very, we we went we went after it two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and I, what kind of role does a veteran with the kind of star power of LeBron James and the kind of leadership of LeBron James, what kind of role and how big of an impact is he going to have in creating that chemistry on the Lakers? With LeBron being older and. And him having great friends on this team, he's going to have to do something totally different than he's ever have. He's going to have to become the complete player off and on the court. He's going to be have to be the, the mentor, the person that, hey, may come over and hang out with you one-on-one or build you up. He's going to have to be the player coach, kind of. He's going to be, have to be doing some things that are asked of him that he never thought in a million years. But in order to get to that, that final whistle, that loose ball that turns up to in your hand, he's going to have to do some things differently. And I think that he is going to find that out and realize it because I think that at the end of the day, he wants this team to stay together. Do you, you, you clearly have confidence that he's going to be able to do it. Yes. Is there any other player in the NBA that you think could, you could sub out for LeBron James or would it have to be a LeBron James that is going to, I guess, fix and save the Lakers season? Um, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I don't think so. I think that, you know, he, they have what they need. It's just putting it together, um, making the pieces work, finding, finding what works, 
finding what doesn't work and just going with it. You know, if this player is not going to last, then, you know, they're quietly just, you know, um, get rid of them or, you know, they work it out. But I think that this is a mature team, and I think they're working it out now. It's just haven't got to the polish, the polished Lakers we used to see and, and, uh, and it will. All right. I'm going to th- I'm gonna throw a bit of a, a scenario at you here. Throw it in there. You got your hat on. Let's make that Lakers GM hat. Throw that baby on. You have one day as Lakers GM. I There you go. Okay. Is it still Rob Polinka? Yes. Okay, you're Rob Polinka for a day. Correct. You wake up, you are in control of the Lakers. Right. You can I'm going to limit you to 3 transactions. Okay. What moves are you making to improve the Lakers right now? None. <laughs> you're not calling you're not even going to call anybody up from the G League. Nope. You're not going to fire the water boy? Nope. Nope, because it just starts with grown men owning up to what they need to do. You you got these people here. You believed in them. They're here. Um, yes, they've been here for a couple months and, you know, may not achieve what you wanted them to achieve. They're still a 500 team. They're still competitive. Um, um, they got some little injuries that's going on, but there's no one to change. There's no need to change. It's just getting through. Um, a little adversity to be able to get to where you need to be. Now, I'm not a Lakers fan, but because I, I do a show with you and I know you're a Lakers fan, I like to – I'll go creep around in some Lakers fan pages to okay. kind of get a feel for what you might be thinking. And uh, Anthony Davis has kind of fallen <laughs> under the microscope of Lakers fans, and he's getting a little bit of criticism. Mm-hmm. Is that – can you, are you are you critical of Anthony Davis or? I think Anthony Davis has taken a seat back, and that's just maturity. I think his focal his focal his focus is more so now on basketball than to tweeting um, like a KD or you know get on social media. I think he has decided that you know he can get to more people being effective on the court than get to more people being effective at home. So th- some of those criticisms were. I guess there was a basis for some criticism. Correct. I, I'm still stunned that you're not going to make any move, any anything possible. You're not going to go go chase a, a role player. You're not uh, even going to sign yourself to the Lakers. Okay, so let me ask you this. When you see the Lakers and they lost against the Clippers, what did you see on there? What pieces do they need? What do you think they need? I'm I'm not as familiar with the Lakers situation as you are, but it just seems like a team that doesn't fit well together. So I think it would almost be an addition by subtraction scenario where you maybe move uh, a Westbrook or a Anthony and bring back a, a piece that only does one thing and does that one thing really well. Just go get a sharpshooter. But well, one. Um. Westbrook was offered money to come there, and so was um, Carmelo. So you can't get rid of those pieces after a couple months. Mm -hmm. At the same time, too, hopefully they separated it from business to personal, but I don't think they've separated it so much. So hopefully um, that conversation would arise before something else arises tonight, and they have the conversation and go forward, you know. Um like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with the Lakers. 
They just need to jail more and it's fine what works for them. All right. Let's say they get it rolling. Okay. They they make the finals run that you're confident that they can. Mm-hmm. They win. Where does LeBron rank in all-time Lakers? Is he on your Mount Rushmore? Yeah. He's on Mount Rushmore. He's still not better than Jordan. But he's on a Mount Rushmore. Of Lakers? Yes. Okay. Does it does it improve his stock at all? Because I, I believe two weeks ago you said Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. Yeah. Does it, does it move LeBron up to number two all time? It should. I'm hoping it does. It doesn't. I can tell you. Look. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. I'm curious. He's. He's. I already have uh, LeBron James as my two because for a long time I was LeBron James is the best player ever. Yeah. And then I switched to Jordan recently, so I just moved LeBron down one. I'm. I'm not on the the Kobe bandwagon. No, <clears throat> I will put LeBron at one. I mean, I'll put Michael Jordan at one. LeBron at three, and then you know, on down the line. It's going to be – LeBron should never take over that one seed. As long as – whatever, he can't surpass Mike. He can't do the things Mike did. So, I don't think he does, he's not deserving of that one. Uh, where does a guy like Steph Curry fall in? Steph Curry falls in about five, four, five, or six. Uh, as I as I put on our little uh, rundown or our outline, he's – most likely going to break Ray Allen's three-point record within yes. the next couple of games. Correct. I believe I, I saw a post or a tweet that he was 21 three-pointers behind uh, Ray Allen's record. Yeah. Contextualize that, I guess, long-range shooting ability for somebody like myself who didn't play basketball at a high level. Because I can see it, see it and respect it for, you know, I go down to the, the, the playground at the end of my street and I can't hit a shot within – three feet of the basket step in <laughs> step in we'll bite you so contextualize what steph curry is doing for me well, well steph is a unique hard worker who understands how to read defenses who understands how to play basketball who understands how to get his teammates involved who understands the game alone and who does not do more than he needs to do to be irrelevant, you know. So, he got the total package. He can shoot it. He can dribble. He can create. He can get someone else involved. He's just he's just, a, he's just a, by far the greatest player. So, that's in my opinion. Did you ever play with, uh, with uh, another player that you felt had the whole package? Yeah, I did. I did. Um I played against um, Anthony Peeler, and he had the whole package, <laughs> and I had nothing to compare it to him. You know, you know. So, um, witnessing greatness uh, is a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. So you said you played against uh, Anthony Peeler. Yeah. Did you have to defend him? Yes. What What's it like defending a guy like that? Not hard, because he's more of a three point shooter. He he'll shoot. 14 feet back and hit it. You know what I'm saying? He's a three-point shooter. So, that's his role. Otherwise than that, you know, we chop it up, and if he sees me play on the sideline, he'll tell me what I need to do, what I need to do better. And, um, and that's just it, pretty much. Uh, I know that 
I guess in my life, I always talk about this idea that I have called the sports con my my sports consciousness, where I didn't really start understanding sports and mm-hmm. and keeping a record of what I'd seen until I was you know nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So that really began for me right at the start of this three point barrage. Okay. When you were growing up in basketball did you ever see the three-pointer as a viable viable way to just make money in the nba and and win championships by fully investing in it no um i look at it as an opportunity you know what i'm saying so i mean um yeah it was it was all opportunity for myself you know it's just opportunity to be able to go to school opportunity to be able to experience some of the things that I wouldn't have experienced as an inner city kid, as a young kid with, you know, the siblings I've had, single parent mom. So it was blessed enough to be put out there for me to be able to participate. And I'm glad I was strong enough to, um, to do that, you know, and not let my pride get the best of me. So, so what? So <laughs> I'm being patient with, because I know you're coming after me with the Lakers stuff. So. Oh, I, I, the, we're, we're done with the Lakers stuff. We're talking about <laughs> Steph Curry now. We're, we're, well, we completely... Steph Curry, Steph Curry, you know, the great thing about Steph is his sacrifice shows. His sacrifice shows that he's in the gym. His sacrifice shows that he is a people person, a caring person. Um, um, and he's just a young man who was just, Coming in, coming into his fold, and he's coming into it marvelously. I think that, you know, he's gonna. I'll say the next two games get after Ray Allen's record. Um, maybe tonight he may even finish it tonight. You never know. Um, but that's not his focus. His focus is to win games, and that's what I like about him. He don't care what's gonna happen. He see it in his grips, or his, you know, he knows what's gonna happen. It's just a matter of just finishing out these these upcoming games. Well, that's that's the thing. I. It's within his game to get this record, so he knows it's going to happen. So he doesn't exactly. need to change anything to to get this this record. Yeah, very valid point, and I hope he doesn't, because that's when you elude the record. That's when he keeps eluding you from your your attention to detail to try to get it. You know, so hopefully it just comes simple, and I think it will. Uh, he's focused. He's such a family man, such a a peaceful person. I enjoy the way he plays basketball, you know, and I look forward to always watching him play basketball. Well, like I said, as somebody who doesn't know basketball or didn't participate in basketball, yeah. it's easy it's it's easy to respect Steph Curry's game and understand the difficulty because, like I said, I can go pick up a basketball, walk down to the playground, and yeah. struggle to hit, you know, yeah. mid-range shots, and this guy's 40 feet away from the basket knocking it down with confidence. I've done the same thing too. When got a ladder, got a basketball, shooting, 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 dribbling. I wanted to be, you know, the best. And I remember when the coach asked me to come play with him, and I was trying to maintain coolness, but I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come, you know. And and his name is uh, Kenny O'Neill, <clears throat> but um, he challenged me. He challenged me and. I learned how to cue stuff up. I know how to, you know. So it's it's all about how far you want to go. I have a daughter, and she's swimming. And I said, what size is the pool? What's the deepest? What's the part that's cold or warmer? You know, and I said, if you have passion for something, you know the optical. You know, you, you know the numbers. 
you know the things that matter the people don't matter to everyone else you know what I'm saying so and you know she's like oh okay dad you know I remember that okay I, you're right you're right and I just want her to continue with her passion because with that passion it can open so many doors well deep it's something that DP and Jay mentioned on old school today was uh you know one of the things that this Husker basketball squad is struggling with is there is not a lot of veteran leadership on the team totally and not a lot of guys who have been around the big 10 and played Mm -hmm. there there are guys who have been in college basketball but they they've not been in the big 10 longer than a year or that scenario right Mm -hmm. and so one thing very specifically that dp mentioned was how a ball bounces off the floor is different in every gym yes it it is is that is that something i guess speak to that concept you know Everyone has their gym that's a shooter. There's a different there's a different, different atmosphere you bring to the gym. There's a, a readiness that you have to come with, which is within yourself, to get ready to play in certain environments, even though how bad you may not like it or where it's at. You are a professional. You have to play. You're paid to play, whether it be your academics or your pay paid to play. You're paid to play. So just be quiet and just bust your butt and give it 100% and let the chips fall where they are. If you are confident that you've done everything you possibly can, then there should be no worries. Uh, speaking of different arenas and playing in them, an unnamed texter on the text line wants to know what the environment was like and what it was like playing at the Allen Fieldhouse. Oh, the small. I, I, I love playing. I, I love playing at Allen Fieldhouse because it had one of the best gyms in the crowd. It was awesome. And you know the what are the the scenes they used to have and the fog and the um, the atmosphere is just so fun. Um, my senior year, we had a chance to beat them, and we ended up losing by three. But you know, it was it was one of the one of the awesome games I've ever played against since KU since the when I was a freshman. But um, just great, just great environment, just great people energy um yeah make you want to just you know uh do your best to defeat you man so it wasn't in it wasn't intimidating no not at all no it wasn't intimidating no once you put your feet on the floor and you ran around it's like okay it's just the normal gym it's just filled up and it's compact and it's on top of you that's why you know but it's it's a great atmosphere uh, was there usually like a very specific point in your warm ups where you knew it was like, oh, this is gonna be a good game? Yeah, yeah, easily. Right at the tip, you know, when you run out, you can tell the energy. You can tell the energy of your teammates. The energy of the teammates is all like, let's go, let's go, let's go, and mad at an attitude. Then it, it was, it was very doable that we were gonna upset them. Yeah. Were there any other arenas uh, that rivaled, I guess, Allen Fieldhouse that you got excited to play in? Or what were some other of the, the big ven- venues that you really enjoyed going to? Missouri. With the uh, <laughs> the, the Antlers. Yes, the Antlers. Uh, Oklahoma. O- Oklahoma State was a, was a wonderful venue, too. Um, yeah. It, most of the gyms had a part where it, it was hovered over you like you was – Feeling like, you know, couldn't breathe almost. <laughs> but it was a good feeling. It's a good atmosphere, especially when you start dropping buckets and, you know, things are going right and you're, you're in a game and you're only out by two, you know. So 
you know, you still gave me that hope, the opportunity that you can still achieve something that no one else has achieved in this uniform is beat them on their home floor. And that would have been awesome. Was it the crowd that got you energized? Was it oh, their lights set up? What Was it the floor? Was- um, with me, it was just me realizing that I made it this far. It was just me pumping myself up. It was just me saying that, you know, nothing, nothing's going to take it down. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seize the moment. I'm going to enjoy this. At the same time, I'm going to give 110%, you know. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You're listening to Uptown with number 43. We'll be <laughs> we'll be back. Uh, not going to shred the Lakers anymore. I I'll give <laughs> Terrence the pass for the next segment. But uh, you're listening to Uptown with number 43.